Well, let's welcome back Coach Tresky. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Yeah, big team update. We're coming off uh, you know, a hard-fought game against St. Norbert and, and looking to learn from the positives, um, build off those, and obviously correct some of the things that, that limit our ability to score. But really proud of how we fought as a team. Um, getting our eyes set now to a good Rockford team and, and trying to continue to push forward. Uh, also have our Faith and Family Night um, this week, so that's going to be exciting, just finding ways to, to, again, bring our community together through the, through the game. So it's going to be a fun week. Well, let's talk about that St. Norbert game because that was quite an exciting contest. Your thoughts on how the game went? Um, you know, I was really, really proud uh, of just the way that we played four quarters of hard-fought football. Um, obviously, defensively, it was, you know, I would argue, our best performance that we've had since I've been here. I thought uh, Coach Donovan, Coach Treadaway, Smith, um, Wolf, that whole, and, and uh, Norwood, that group just did a great job with our guys, helping them get prepared. Um, kept us in the football game, especially at critical moments. Offensively, you know, obviously we moved the ball okay. Um, you know, Matt, Matt got hurt early in the second quarter, and Nate came in and did some nice things at times, but we just couldn't finish um, and, and, and shot ourselves in the foot a few times. And every single time the defense battled us back, got us in a good spot. So was was love to see our resolve. Um, now the next step is learning how to finish a football game and finish drives offensively. So. Well, let's talk about that defensive effort from Roma. As you said, probably the best defensive performance you've had since you've been there. What, what did you feel like were some keys that, that helped you guys to have so much success, and how do you carry that forward from this point? So I think there's, there's two things. One, I'll, I'm going to give some credit to my coaching staff. I, I think they had a really good plan in place. St. Norbert's got a couple um, dynamic weapons, and so our, our goal all week was to take away their, their best players, right, make, make their – Kind of their secondary players, um, guys don't that don't touch the balls off and make them beat us. It was a great plan. Our our guys on D had a really good understanding of it. I feel like we had some guys um, step up in, in in big moments. You know, Cade Geiken played uh, his best college game so far. He's a freshman D tackle for us. Um, he was he was disruptive. That freed up the linebackers like Savon Goodwin, Ty Castillo to make some plays. And then we saw, you know, I think our secondary, a um, couple young guys starting to step up and, and do some good stuff. So it's just a combination of the plan and, and seeing some, some younger players getting comfortable with who they are and where they fit in the scheme. When you're sitting on the sidelines like that, you know, kind of coaching the game as it's going along there, you, you know that like one play is obviously going to be a huge difference in this contest. Is that exciting for you, aggravating for you? How does that work? Uh, both. Um, it's exciting because I mean, it literally takes one one big play um, to flip the momentum. I think the frustrating thing was like I felt like we had opportunities for those big plays and we just didn't make them. And um, so I think the challenge as a coach, you know, you're we're competitive just like the players are, and you've got to try to remain calm and you got to try to teach in those moments and not allow your emotions really to impact the game because um, our players have enough of it. You know, they're they're fighting their butts off. They they care about their team. They're trying to make plays, and they feel the momentum so much. And so, as coaches, we have to try to keep that calm, you know, um, in the moment presence for those players. And and that's that's tough. It takes a lot of self discipline. And I know for me, that's something I battle all the time. And and so I I lean a lot on my staff to be able to just kind of talk and reflect before we address the team. This week you take on Rockford, lost their last five games. Your keys for this contest? 
So Rockford, um, you know, they, they have lost, but they, they're still an explosive team. Um, Jalen Ray, Joey Owens, you know, two incredibly explosive players on offense. Um, you know, they, they are, they're capable of striking fast. Uh, and I think, you know, their, their head coach has done a nice job since his first year as a head coach, but he was their offensive coordinator for the last two. And um, I just really respect, you know, how he calls a game and think he does some nice things offensively. Um, you know, they, they've hurt themselves. They've been a little bit undisciplined with turnovers and, and, and some of the assignment busts on D. And so, like, our, our job really has to make sure that we're playing a more consistent game of football um, to exploit that, you know. And I think with both teams coming in, you know, we're both, you know, we're one and four, they're one and five. I think both teams are going are gonna to come in looking to try to kind of right the ship. Um, and so the beginning of the game is going to play a big role in how teams – perceive themselves um it's it's really funny but like you know a lot of times you start to believe your record or believe the score even though that's not really an indicator of who you are and um so the the beginning of the game is going to really impact that a lot now we're going to try to combat that you know all week long just talking through how we've got to stay together and we have to be ready for you know a couple punches from rockford that they're going to come strong um but I think the the beginning, the first quarter, the initial surge is going to play a big role. Now, with, I, I'm not looking for you to give away any game plan out of here, but they've had a lot of difficulty stopping opponents from running the ball. Are there things you're seeing in that that the, by the offensive style that you run and the and the personnel that you have that you think you should have good success if you try to run against them? Um, there's some things that we like, I think, schematically, and then I think some some personnel stuff. Obviously, you know, we we love Justin um, as a back. I think he's he's a tremendous player, and um, you know, feel like he gives us an advantage in that element of our offensive attack. Um, but Rockford knows, you know, they're, they're smart coaches. They know how to how to try to hide or protect their weaknesses too, and so they'll do some things that, from a scheme standpoint, um, that that tries to present some challenges running it. So. We're working real hard this week to make sure that when when the box gets heavy and, and when they do what they can to stop the run game, that we make them pay, you know, in, in the air. And um, we've done that at times this year, um, and you've seen that. And, and, and when we do, it's it's a beautiful thing because we got a great receiving group. Um, but we, we've got to make sure that when those moments come, that we capitalize uh, on Saturday. Well, let's jump into fan questions, and we'll start with Frank. You mentioned this a little bit already, but he said, I saw Matt Davis went down last week. Are you allowed to talk about this, of whether he would be available for this Saturday or not? Um, you know, Matt, Matt's doing everything he can to get healthy. Um, unfortunately, you know, he's been battling the injury bug, you know, a lot this year. Um, I think we've had one game where he's been able to, to, to finish it out. And so, um, you know, Andre Daniel, our trainer and his staff, they're doing all they can to help Matt, and, and the other guys have been beat up. And, um, it's kind of a TBD decision. We've, we've obviously been working our other quarterbacks to get them prepared. Um, uh, but, you know, we're, we're a good offense when, Matt, when Matt's rolling. So we'll see. We'll see on Saturday. Um, you know, we've got to be ready for everything. Rick would like to know, you've had to play some of your other younger quarterbacks this season. What are you liking about what you've seen from this group? Um, I think a couple things. They're very coachable. Um, so that's one thing I've loved from our quarterback group. They're actually a pretty tight knit group. Um, they look out for each other. They communicate well with each other. They try to be each other's, you know, sets of eyes, um, which is, which is awesome to see. Uh, cause sometimes, you know, obviously there's only one plan. So sometimes that creates a sense of animosity and that's, that's not the case with this group. They really care about each other and help each other. 
Um, I've seen some progression in, 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 our, in our technique and in our ability to read defenses, but the other thing I'll say is, you know, you can see, like, it, it, it moves fast. You know, it moves fast on Saturdays. It takes a lot of reps to get yourself in a place where you can do what you're capable of doing. And, um, you know, that I think they're learning that, that sometimes it's easy from the sideline to say, oh, why didn't you see that? And then when you're in the mix, it's a totally different deal. So I'm excited about the growth. I'm excited about where those guys are heading. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that we can get them in a, in a spot where we start to see more success there because we've got weapons all around them. Um, we just got to start, you know, making sound decisions. Uh, Andrew would like to know, if you are not a candy person, what kinds of things do you eat around Halloween? Uh, let me think. I mean, honestly, not a, not a ton of, like, Halloween-inspired dishes. Uh, I, I, I do, as far as, like, fall-related stuff, I guess, I'd, you know, if I was going to eat something sweet, maybe, like, a caramel apple. It's got to be, like, a specialty apple or something, or, like, we have to be at, like, a pumpkin farm, I feel like, for that to take place, but... I would do something like that, or I love I love apple cider, that kind of stuff. So, Gina would like to know what is the first thing that you notice about another person when you meet them for the first time. Ooh, that's an interesting question. Um, I think a couple, I'll, I'll give like two things. I think the first when when you meet somebody for the first time, you can tell real quickly um, if they if they're genuine about you know getting to know you, um, their body language, their eye contact. There's some things that right away like I'll notice. Um, you know, I, I always say one of my mentors, Coach Tricky, I always say he's one of the best listeners I've ever met. And it's because he, when he's talking to you, you, you can sense how much he cares what you have to say because of his eye contact, his body language. Like there's things that just to let you know, like, man, Coach really cares, you know, and that's, that's something I definitely notice. Um, I think the other thing, honestly, is just kind of, it's, it's a weird thing to say, but, like, the spirit of a person, you can kind of sense someone's, like, energy or aura, like, you know, they bring a little bit of positive energy to to the room. You know, you can kind of sense that just in their voice, you know, when, when they're talking with you, that they're excited or they're encouraging, stuff like that. So I would say those two things. Henry would like to know, he says, Coach, I'm not asking this question to try to pump up Christian colleges, but I would like to know, do you honestly think, it is easy for a high school student to head to college who wants to stay devout in their faith and attend a public university. Uh, you know, quite quite honestly, no, I don't think it's easy. Um, it, there's there's a lot of data that honestly talks about um, you know young men and women when they go to college that that they tend to have a faith fallout. Um, it's it's hard. You know, it's for the first time in your life you're responsible for. Um, your own faith, you know, you're, you're not leaning on the faith of your parents. Your habits are now your own to create and, and, and uphold. Um, your belief system is going to be challenged. You're going to meet people from different backgrounds, and you're going to find out how firm are you in your faith. Um, but it's also, you know, college for me was the time that God called me to him. You know, I, I didn't really go to church. I didn't really get into the Word. I didn't really pray, you know, have a strong prayer life or anything of that nature. Um, college was the time in my life. That, that I started asking the big questions. And, you know, for me, that, that was because of the environment I was in. You know, I was at a Christian school that never forced anything on me. But we talked about, you know, life's big questions, like who am I, why am I here, what happens when I die? Those are the three that no matter how, you know, who you are, um, how rich you are, what you have in your life, like you, you're going to have to answer those three. And um, I think being at a Christian school just invites those conversations. Um, it, it allows you to, to talk about those things. 
Um, I think at times, I don't want to speak for all public schools, but it's definitely a conversation that, that is discouraged or sometimes, you know, minimalized or marginalized. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's tough, you know, but what I will say is there are a lot of public schools um, that have great, you know, Chi Alpha chapters or, or diff, just different Christian um, organizations on their campus um, that are trying to help kids get connected with one another and, and most importantly get connected to God. And so um, my encouragement is if you, are, you know, if you are at a public school or have family that are there, just encourage them to keep seeking. You know, God, God's not afraid of any question that we, that we ask, um, but he does say, seek and you will find, right? Ask and you will receive. So he, he encourages us to ask questions. Chris would like to know, what person in the Bible do you feel you most relate to? Ooh. Um, that, that's a really good question. I, I think it, it, it depends. I think what's great about the Bible, we get these examples of people who've, who've had their own faith walks and challenges. You know, none of these people are perfect. Uh, you know, only, only Jesus himself you know, was able to, to be sinless. And so when, when we read about you know, individuals in the Bible, and they're not characters, they're real people, right? We, we read about what they struggle with. We read about where their heart posture was at, how they stumbled maybe or made mistakes, but also how they learned and grew and, and all the while how God was faithful and walked with them and loved them and cared for them despite those things, you know? So I would say when I was younger, I was a Jacob, you know, I was, I wrestled with faith. I wrestled with God. I had my own sense of pride, um, it was more about me at that time in my life. You know, I, I think now um, in, my, in my life, you know, especially being as a husband, a father, and now in this role as a head coach, you know, I'm, I'm, God has tasked me to be a leader. Um, and so I probably identify more, you know, with like a Joshua or a David, you know, where you're charged with not only physically leading them to where they need to go, but spiritually leading them to, you know, to God and, and keeping them, grounded in their faith and in whatever the task is. So I think all those stories um, are just great examples and ways for us to lean on, on, on the word and those examples in our lives in different seasons of our life. So I'd say right now it would be probably one of those two. Although I'll joke real quick. So when I first got hired, our, our little mantra has been brick by brick. So uh, our campus pastor for like Six months went out and did this series on Nehemiah because he rebuilt the wall in Jerusalem, literally brick by brick. And our quarterback coach came out and said, let me guess, we're going to talk about Nehemiah today, just about every day. So um, there's some times where I, maybe, maybe I reflect a little bit of that too. I'll say for me personally, because of my enormous strength, I relate to Samson. No, no. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and your, low, your long locks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Absolutely. And coach, what are our words of wisdom for this week? So we, we talked this week um, really about about what we just mentioned, you know, really truly having faith that God is with you and for you, um, regardless of what your circumstances are. You know, so he, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says faith is, is, is the assurance of what we hope, hope for and confidence in what we do not see. And I think sometimes it's really difficult in, in our lives. We talked about, you know, how guys – kind of believe the scoreboard or they believe the record, they attach who they are to their circumstance. We do this all the time. You know, someone, you know, meets you for the first time, you know, the first thing they're going to ask you is, you know, so what do you do? And that so instantly, like, what you do is tied to who you are in your mind. 
but God, God reminds us over and over again that what we do can't earn favor or can't bring us out of favor in, in his eyes. He loves us just the same, um, and we need to have faith in him that despite whatever our circumstances are, that it's, it's a part of his plan and that he's leading us to where we need to be for him and his glory and his kingdom. Um, so faith, faith was our big word this week, um, having faith despite the, the scoreboard last Saturday that we did grow as a team and we are getting better and we are becoming closer. And um, I'm just excited to see how we continue to move and grow. And honestly, more importantly, I'm excited to see how these guys take what we're learning um, and, and apply it to their lives as husbands, fathers, and leaders someday. So that's, that's our word is faith. Fantastic. Coach, thanks for joining us this week. Thank you so much, Rob.